listening to the New Century Multiverse, Panthasol. Chapter 36, Final Chapter. Everybody wants to be a cat. Prowl. It is yesterday. Miguel and I approached Durga Village with the same apprehension that has gripped the both of us for so long since we returned to Rama. He grows stronger still as the jungle reclaims him. The wound to his leg heals up. His ingenuity is expanding. He fashions himself new leather greaves for his lower legs with sturdy bone claws tucked out of the way so as to not hurt or tear his skin as he walks, but which allow him a much stronger grip of any tree he needs to climb. He is a nimble and sensitive. To begin with, I feel like he is merely imagining that he has the nose and ears of a cat, but he explains that his mind has been told its new tasks and has risen to meet them. We swing and scramble from bow to bow. He uses vines to cross the wider gaps, and I marvel at his reflexes and agility when he hits a certain speed and rhythm. He has emulated the way I am able to react and shift my body around the terrain without slowing down. He can tell when predators are nearby, and defends himself with preternatural grace, precision, and ferocity for his kind. I do not have to tell him these are the final tests for his evaluation by my people. He has been aware of that for longer than I. And now we stand at the base of the trees leading up to Yamaya. And my heart is pounding so hard, I fear I may pass out. He spies the vine rope I have told him of, which will initiate our mechanism of ascent. I motion for him to pull it, and we step onto the platform. Miguel breathes in slowly and deeply, certain that this is what he wants, accepting that there is a large chance he will not get it. We have agreed, if my son is rejected, we shall seek out a new tribe. Chief on my list is the one at Yimaya. We shall visit them either way, as they are set on a path to unity of all cats of the West. But they may have to be our new tribe. It is fitting, considering everything that transpired in our shared yesterday. And for returning their imprisoned leader, I know, or at least I hope, they will accept us. This is what I tell myself as my heart thumps. We do not desperately need the acceptance of the Durka tribe. I would just really, really like it. Miguel tugs the rope twice, hard. In a short while, a pair of tigers descend. The second weighs considerably more than Miguel, so we lurch and cling to one another as our platform hurtles up. The two cats spot him on the way down, and they recognize me also. It would almost be comical watching their expressions change as they sail past us, were it not for the grip of anxiety that holds the fragile tomorrow we have hoped for in its brutish paws. We reach the treetops, 
and Miguel tentatively steps forward. He should have no memory of being here, but as he glances around taking in everything, I begin to suspect he remembers more from his short time here, sickened and seemingly unconscious, than even he can comprehend. The scents are what probably strike him the hardest. The wafting cloud of soothing herbs and salts from the bathhouse to the west, and the mouth-watering meat juices drifting over from the fireside. This is why I picked our supper time to arrive. If the tribe is already well-fed, they will perhaps be more positively receptive to our presence. Sashal, emerging from the offering house, blinks and visibly jumps as she sees me. The other two tigers scramble back up the tall trunks from beneath and spring down beside her. I recognize them as Chur and Hun, a pair I've known since they were the size of sunfruits. I have come back with the cub, I announce. Uh, he is a captain now. Your quest to return it to its home does not appear to have been entirely successful, Sasha remarks. I reach out and pop Miguel's wooden mask up, revealing his face. We would like to speak to Gar and Yao, I request. Regarding the- Wait here, Sashal interrupts and rushes off in the direction of the fireside. She returns soon enough and I am practicing the speech I have been planning for so many yesterdays. I shall impress upon our leaders the lengths this little shaman from another place has gone to in order to understand and embrace the ways of our people, how he presents no threat and may in fact be of great benefit to us all his bravery and cunning upon the stalwart whale, how he sought to free cats of so many kinds and helped defeat our slavers and of our new mission of connection between the various tribes. Sasha returns alone and bids us follow her to the hut of the siblings who guide us all. We are let out in front of the entire tribe and dozens of eyes are locked upon us, every nose twitching. A great roar goes up, and Miguel jumps halfway out of his skin. Our lost mother has returned! My father, Unta, breaks from the mob and hurries forward, flinging his arms around me. You are home. He cries, and I am held so tight, I close my eyes and my fears melt. Dada, I sigh. Dada. To my surprise, as I look again, the silent one, the old, gray, kindly Gagaku, comes shuffling forward, swathed in orange, only to kneel beside Miguel and embrace him likewise. Cunning, fire-talking small one, she purrs. You have brought back Mrs. Pointy to us. How can we ever repay you? By now, the rest of the tribe have crowded around. The air is thick with questions, and we are propelled forward and sat upon fondly remembered woven cushions and given roast meat and fruit. I look over at the big red tiger stood beside his new master. Haga has changed. That anger and resentment which boiled within him has evaporated in my absence. He nods across at me despite a clear shame in his eyes. 
and makes one simple movement, tapping his two forepaw pads to his chin and then extending them to me. Thank you. You are welcome. Cubs, she still travels with the one our shaman spoke of. Come, come and greet your brother. There's a good cub. It is tomorrow. We have been preparing a team to make the journey upriver to Yimaya and connect with Shala and his tribe. We shall be leaving soon. Miguel is pulled in two directions for the first time since his birthlands. I see him touch his new green armlet with pride as various tiger cubs clamor all over him and practice their rapaw with the one who originated it. They give him a new name, Zafran, the one who listens with his eyes. we receive word of a potential threat. Lookouts have spotted something enormous making its way through our jungle, and scouts have been sent out to intercept. Haka cautions them against undue aggression as he goes with them, but the description of an immense god cat is frightening to many. Miguel and I are there as the platform is raised up, with four newcomers aboard. A striking panther with blue glowing tattoos and a familiar, chiefly bearing leads. A young lynx with wide eyes and a nasty looking pet raptor stands beside him. Then a face emerges that I recognize, and I do not know how it is here. The red coated fiend, Captain Beatrix, the one who, with her last enigmatic action, Reunited Miguel and I in Albion. My blood flows cold. Are we all about to be ambushed by her brethren? But her paws signed to me two concepts. Friend. Friend. Promise. I do not know how to respond. And then. Ghost emerges from behind them all. Haka stands beside this figure, and I look from one to the other, trying to ascertain any kind of sense from all this. The moment is too devastating in wonder. My soul cannot be contained in my flesh. The blue tiger takes a tentative step towards me. Strong limbs, certain movements, familiar eyes. I draw this blue one to me and have to crane up a little to get my chin onto that strong shoulder. I am aware of Miguel behind me comprehending precisely what is going on. 
His eyes are streaming, but in the way I have come to interpret as good. It matches how I feel as the ghost says one word that heals the longest, deepest scar of yesterday and wipes it away, leaving only questions as to how so much time could have passed outside of one another's presence. Mama. But that lost time does not matter. We have tomorrow. Service to others is the rent you pay for your room here on Earth. Muhammad Ali just finished listening to Panther Soul, written, edited, and directed by Alexander Shaw. Colo Nash, Rickish, Sykes with the Mohawk, King Louis XVI, Miguel Alejandro Delgado, and Crunchy, performed by Alex Shaw. Leah, the Hooded Cub, performed by Willow Shaw. Captain Beatrix Annabel Queensbury, Charles, and Yao, performed by Loretta Saylor. Stardancer, the non-binary tiger, performed by Theo Lee. Morgue, the living nightmare, performed by Maya Suris. Maximus, the scumbag with the heart of gold, and Hucker, performed by Spencer Lieb. Commodore Shrike, the terrifying colonialist, performed by Sharon Shaw. Dakota, the exceptional boxer and the poet, 
performed by Felix Quist. Chief Shala, Grandpaw Garak, Gar, and Bosch, the ambitious fighting industrialist, performed by Matt Wardle. Marco, the liberating privateer, performed by Robert Souris. Wretched Captain of the Faithful Troubadour, performed by Pascal Dooley. Pale Jaguar, with a story to tell, performed by Sammy Chen. Dalesh, the Snow Leopard Terrified of Ice, performed by Shanta Parasuraman. Twain, her shifty father, performed by Tahara Chai. Damar, his hot-headed son, performed by Morris Seng. Noon, the doomed cartographer, performed by Tanya Milojevic. Jax, her muscly traveling companion, performed by Jeron Bakat. Sweet Meadows Guards, performed by Vinay P. Narayani and Hunter Mulcair. Sir Dashington, the pompous collector, performed by James Batchelor. Dr. Carstairs, his unnervingly subtle companion, performed by Jesse Ferguson. Noah, the memorable little ocelot, performed by Holly Dotson. Copper, the police lion, performed by Name Chaibiti. Rauch, the angry boxer, performed by Marty Hui. Langdon, the jittery fight manager, performed by Kevin Paculan. Efficient tiger guards, performed by Karu Nagisa and Toby Skills Jungius. Short, grey, stocky, grumpy tiger papa, performed by Orion Richardson. Mean red tiger brother, performed by Vinay P. Narayani. Big Maroon Tiger Brother, performed by Name Chaibiti. Sandy the Sun Dragon, performed by Eudora Welty. Two Trusting Panther Chieftain and Excitable Boxing Promoter Silverstone, performed by Tahir Chai. Obnoxious Cat, performed by Jason Chewy Slate. Senate, the aggressively neurotic sister, performed by Alejandra Vargas. Corrupt Old Lion Judge, performed by Matt Ramsey. Dr. Shearer, the rescuer, performed by Laura Kate Dale. Lion lawyer Quincy P. Matthews, performed by Alistair Stewart. Excited boxing fan cat, performed by Kevin Vihey. Various babbling city folk, performed by Austin Wilden, Chris Finnick, Hannah Peregrine, Marty Huey, Joe G., Pascal Dooley, and Hunter Mulcair. White Flower, the serious cultist, performed by Debbie Morse. Cade, the aspiring divine leopard, performed by Caro Nagisa. Grandpa Turandel, performed by Akshdeep Singh Vora. Mother Kolonara, performed by Laura Bridges. Bold Chief Grex, performed by Greg Dowling. Wise Shaman Tobias, performed by Toby Skills Jungius. Astonished Maid Fatuma, performed by Cindy Wamak. Princess of the Wilderness, performed by Shanta Parasuraman, and Durga Hasna Sher Rawana, performed by Maureen Foley. Panther Soul Theme, Zard, composed and performed by Jason Bradley Livesey of Shockwave Sound. Tiger's Eye Theme, Agent in Shanghai, composed and performed by Mark John Petrie of Shockwave Sound. Princess Thieves theme, Arrival, composed and performed by I. Sazanov of Shockwave Sound. Make Your Decision by Dan Philipson of Shockwave Sound. 
Witch by the Sea, Ceremonial Dance, Dance in the Desert, Predator and Prey, and Fighting Spirit, composed and performed by Darren Curtis. Egmont Overture, composed by Ludwig van Beethoven. Brandenburg Concerto by Johann Sebastian Bach. Last Dawn, Beach Fresco, and Flight Hymn, composed and performed by Ross Bugden. Epic Percussion, composed and performed by Alex Koff. Enchanting Desert Sounds at Night, composed and performed by Enviro Ambient. Exoplanet Forest Fantasy, provided by Blue Zone Corporation. African and Arabian Music by Ald. All Other Music and Ambience by Tabletop Audio and Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Rama will return in Planet of the Cats. behind in the nest homes of the living they prepare food for our families I sniff the air wrapped in darkness there is fire on the breeze I can smell the edge of charring meat and blood <laughs> <laughs> 